Bando. Yeah. Star Wars Sessions in the building, children, ladies. This is the way to the recap, baby. And you know, it's gonna get wild when Matt and Luke talk Mando and the child. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions Mandalorian Recap. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the N1 Starfighter, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. He's got an Essex accent, sadly. It's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly, how you doing, mate? Sadly, I can't believe that. Our latest mm. Apple Podcasts review says Star Wars equals great. And then Essex accent. Oh, no. It's like, oh, mate, calm Stick down. Stick it. <laughs> you, don't calm know it. Down. you don't know life until you've been down to Brentwood High Street. The first time yeah. I ever went to Brentwood High Street, I saw Gemma Collins in her shop. I saw Amy Childs in her shop. And Mark, genuinely, Mark Wright just wandering down the high street. I knew at that point I'd found home. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a lot of people who have no idea who they are. Exactly. I mean, even now, even now, like those shows are like, they're kind of like 10 years out of being like relevant. Do you know what I mean? And even then relevance is (laughs) straight. Yeah, me too. Me too. I actually, yeah, but I, I, I don't mind a bit of, uh, out of all of them, Gemma Collins, I'm like, yeah, you know, she's funny. She cracks me up sometimes, you know, not, not for everyone. Listen, I may travel. Listen, people are going to be mad confused at this. The Mandalorian. Oi, oi, Savaloys. Welcome back to the recap. Uh, Mando chapter 19, mate. Um, another, another week, another Mando. I'm just, I'm so happy to be in the Mando verse, mate. Soaking it all up. Soaking it all up. It's, it's beautiful, mate. Beautiful. Mate, like a sponge finger at the bottom of a tiramisu, we are soaking up all that goodness. Or are we? Because we're going to talk about it right now. For those who haven't seen episode 19, chapter 19, please do be aware that we are going to go full spoiler with our thoughts and opinions on this episode. This episode's about an hour long, guys. So pause this, go and watch it, and then come back because we're going to go full spoiler mm. into the new shy of this episode. Spoiler warning done. Let's do it. Series 3, episode 3, chapter 19, The Convert. Aired 15th of March 2023 and was directed by Lee Isaac Chung of Minari fame. As mentioned, 56 minutes long before the uh, after credits. Sorry. Now, Loki boy. Mm. Disclaimer for everyone again. I don't know about you, but I haven't looked online to what the world thinks about this one. This is one I'm really looking forward to what the world thinks. But before then, I want to know what you thought about the convert. Hit me. Oh, I, I, yeah. I really liked it. I really, well, really liked it. Um, like with, I, I seem to caveat everything by saying it's not perfect. Listen, did I prefer it to last week's episode? Pro- probably not. Probably not. But that was a, that was really, that was a really difficult thing to <laughs> do because last week's episode was, it, you know, it's one of my favorites, you know, it was great. Like of episodes of Mandalorian ever. So, you know, this one had a lot to live up to, mate. But I think that this episode kind of gives us a lot of answers, but it also leaves us with probably more questions. And these last two episodes together in particular 
have really thrown off where I thought this season was going. Like I thought the minds of Mandalore, I think um, uh, Mando Din's like baptism was going to be at the end of the series. That's just kind of what I assumed. I assumed, well, that's what they're going to lead to. And Mando's going to be doing side quests on the way. Nope. None of it. It <laughs> is that's just straight into this really deep, huge na- and really complex narrative um, full of surprises, twists and turns, mate. Um, but no, overall, really, really enjoyed this and intrigued by it. I'm intrigued by it. Uh, let me throw it back over to you, mate. What do you reckon? Chapter 90, gonna, The Convert. Going to catch that ball of intrigue and say exactly the same thing. I was mm. very intrigued at the end of this episode, an episode which I very much enjoyed as well. I really dug this episode. Good man. For the for the lore, the world building. We've had The Mandalorian, colon, The Book of Boba Fett. And now we've got The Mandalorian, colon, Rangers of the New Republic. It's what it seemed like to me. Uh, You'd said, I think, last week that they're combining these shows together, especially in the wake of Rangers cancellation. This Mm. felt a bit Rangers-y. And I'm here for it, my friend. I was. um, I think Mm. it helped that it was Mm -hmm. bookended by Din and Bo, or Din Bo, whatever the internet's calling them. That helped. That You've got that awesome intro. You've got that really intriguing ending as well. But in between, you've got what is uh, uh, something which I was when I was watching, I was like, yep, yeah, uh, this is prequel This is Andori, which in itself is a prequel, I guess. But uh, it is still its own thing. It still felt very Mandalorian. I wouldn't ever say this is like Andor, the Andalorian, because it wasn't. Nothing is. And it was, and it felt <laughs> like the prequels, but at the same time, nothing's the prequels. I mm. liked it, mate. It felt different. I, I was digging the world building. I love the switch up. You know, to start with, I did think, Huh. Well, you know, we're we're clearly following these two characters now, Doctor Pershing and who we now know as um, Elias Kane, Katie O'Brien's character. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, oh, well, I wonder how long we're going to be following them for. And the further we went, I was like, okay, we're we're sticking with these guys. Thankfully mm. for me, I didn't mind where we went with them. And I think actually, what a way to set up what's going to happen for the rest of the season and in this part of the timeline as well, leading into the sequels. Mate, colour me intrigued. I very much enjoyed this. Yeah, I, th- there's so much world building. There is so much world building in this and really just forward, like forwarding the plot, you know? Yes. Um, and also this episode felt so George Lucas at times. Yes. I was like, oh, yes. mate, this. One, one, three, eight everywhere. Ooh, that's uh, what I felt. I I was I was re- yeah that's a good shout as well I was I was thinking oh mate is George Lucas gonna be like credited in this <laughs> at, it, like at the end in some way because it uh, felt just ridiculously George Lucas yeah um right so so just so much goes on and it's an hour well best big part boy. Like, what is it fifty six minutes fifty six minutes yeah it needed it. It needed it, I think, and um, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about the time whatsoever. I think at at times the pacing could maybe could have been sped up a, a, a little bit. That's that's the irony with the last two episodes, particularly the first episode of season three. I was like, mate, this thing's like like super quick. Yeah. Maybe it needs to slow down. Maybe it needs the added time. I feel like with this one, maybe, you know, could have 
I don't know, trimmed the fat a wee bit. We're talking like minutes, yeah, not 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 anything really mm-hmm. that big. Um, overall, mate, I thought it was there was a lot to feast on visually alone. Visually alone, it's like this was the anti Andor. You know, <laughs> well, I've I've just been doing the rewatch of Andor like last few months with my oh. missus, and and we have we've actually we got it in the bag like the last two episodes we've recorded our Patreon show for that. So that's yes. going to be on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars sessions to hear that. And it's great to hear her thoughts on it. But once again, it's noticeable when watching Andor that it's like, oh, mate, this is very much a human like driven series. And, you know, I get, I get why. Um, but Mando's just like, nah, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're giving you all, like, I think I saw a Rodian, <laughs> I saw a Rodian with like the New Republic gear on, like yes. as an officer. I was like, "Oh my word! This there is just so there is so 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 much, so much." Um, I loved it. I yeah, absolutely man. loved it. Um, right? Should we should we crack into the plot? Should we get into the plot? Let's do the plot, mate. Because what I right. found interesting is that this ki- this picks up immediately after chapter 18 mm. you know din still din still sleeping by the minds of mandalore in the living waters and and bo katan still thinking what have i just seen down there um and then of course we get into a boss ship the gauntlet and go to Cal- uh, Calavala on route that first part though is very interesting like the, the literal first part when she's saying to din did you uh haven't seen anything whilst you were down there anything alive and he's like well no, other than the chasm like, <laughs> flying past me. Oh, okay, why is that? Yeah, no reason, no, no. It immediately made me think. I mean, this is an episode which, this is the most red flaggiest episode of red flag Star Wars I've ever seen. Like, everyone's a red flag. And even in this moment, <laughs> Bo's like, yeah, yeah, no, no I'm, not, I'm just not going to tell you that I saw the literal mythosaur uh, down there. So what's going on with that? That, that? that piqued me immediately, even before we get into the boss battle. The fact that Bo just wouldn't tell him, that kind of strikes me. Maybe she will later down the line. Of course she will, probably. But that's what struck me first, mate. Literally the very first sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm i so glad it like it, it continued that scene. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy because she's almost like, looking for reassurance isn't she bo-katan she's like oh, you know am i am i am i crazy she shook Did up I? still man yeah and i was thinking like you know the waters they kept talking about the waters yeah and they yeah. kept like you know they almost talk like that they, they say it has a magic power you know it's magical yes and maybe even she's thinking well is it is it is it the water that's making me think that is the water making me think I saw things? Like, was it actually there? Yeah. And and Din's like, no, nah, mate, I was knocked out. What got me good? <laughs> yeah, and I've actually spoken. I've spoken to a few people since, and I was like, people were talking about like how they think, um, man, like Mando Din went to the bottom so quickly. And I was like, well, he was dragged. I, I just assumed oh, he was dragged down by the, by the mythosaur or something like yep. that, you know, but someone was like, no, I think he just like miss he, the steps just ended and it went down a lot deeper than, 
you know, what, what, what was intended. And this episode kind of confirmed that. And because he's wearing armor, he just sinks. He just goes straight down. Because the first thing you'd think is, well, you know, like when, when I went into the swimming pool, I missed a step. I didn't necessarily go vroom, 60 miles an hour down the bottom, but that armor we know is heavy. We know it's cumbersome. Yeah. And who's, who's to say maybe that, and, and we also found out that the fusion bombs probably created these chasms as well. So mm. there could be some kind yeah. of pull from the bottom of the ocean, like the pressure could have just been pulling him down on top of the weight of his suit, um, which is a cool misdirect when you think we, we all thought, oh, maybe it was, you know, it's definitely the mythosaur. But I think, yeah, what you're saying is correct. I've seen a few people saying, oh, he was clearly still drugged by whatever that robot alien gave him. But I don't really see that being the case, mm-hmm. that he just suddenly just went into a free fall like that. I think you probably, what you're saying is probably correct. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I I I love that they just picked it picked it up from where we left off from when we last left off. I'm I'm so so happy to see that interaction. And there were lots of things that we find out later on in the episode that we'll get to that like really that are really important in that sequence, that very short sequence because before you know it they they they're, they're like back out and they are in the ships, right? And they're, they're flying in the sky. And it all happens quite quickly. I'll say this first, before we explore like the story, the narrative, the, the, this episode, you know, the, the, the kind of the, um, the dog fights in the sky between the ships, they, it looks, mate boy, it looks so good. Come on. So Come, good. They, you know, like, Dandelorian. Doesn't it though? Don't you think? It does. Like it, it genuinely does. It it, it feels fast paced. The e- the editing is is tight. It's not kind of mm. snap snap snap. Like where where are we? What's going on? We get to see the ships in all their glory uh, from both both points of view, both perspective. We get long shots, short shots, mid shots. It, mm. it, it, they're done really well, and you feel you feel like there's a a master's hand guiding those somewhat. And I think that's where maybe Filoni comes into it a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. I know Favreau is maybe more involved, but you, you know, you look at something like Clone Wars or Rebels, and these kind of mm-hmm. dogfights are so prevalent, especially in the tactics that are employed in this dogfight later on in the on the planet. I was like, right, I know exactly where this is going. You, you naughty boy, Favreau. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, they they do look great, man. And I know you've always had your um, gripes, rightly, with how some of the ships have looked on the t- on the TV series. But Mando seems to constantly always, <laughs> oh, yeah, on Kenobi basically, and and Boba and and um, the the fire spray, Boba's ship. But yeah, they always seem to get it right here, mate. And the Gauntlet is such a cool looking ship, isn't it? Uh, Boba Tan ship, such a cool design. I even, I even think the fire spray and Boba Fett looked so much better than what we got in Kenobi. It's like in Kenobi, the ships just didn't fly like how Star Wars ships fly. Like I don't get it. I don't it's like get someone how someone threw you can a paper airplane for reference, and it's a static yes yes matt it's exactly like that i i really it really it's like they outsourced all of the the cg for the ships to like a different company because ilm was too busy or something it's it's very very odd and i don't really understand it um but no the 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 cg in that in 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 these scenes were absolutely 
fantastic you know turning yeah. off the engines and just going and the sh- and the wide angle shots where you see like uh the naboo starfighter just kind of peak and then just kind of fall oh, back mate. down it's like oh mate it it was it was trump and matty boy i can't lie it was tremendously executed the whole thing yeah let's have a drink come on Ooh. What are you drinking? You've got the old Sessions mug out, mate. This I've got coffee in a Sessions mug. mug. It's not a bad cup of coffee. I famously just can't make coffee, even though it's a teaspoon of coffee, a bit of milk. <laughs> it always just tastes like mud, like Blackadder. It's, it's really, I can't make it, but it, it's fine. It'll do. Uh, it's not as good as calf in universe. Um, well, I love that. What is? I love that they reference back to, was it season one when, uh, when Dean is in the Razor Crest and he's, and he's playing chicken with that ex, uh, the TIE fighter, above navarro i think it's the season finale actually of season one mm. i love that they kind of homage that as well with din playing chicken with the interceptor and then shoots him in the m1 yeah i like that an awful lot um i liked how they were like you know how close to we a calavala so we got a dogfight in a different kind of location as well we're in these kind of muddied big old cliffs by the sea uh, i liked the location of it all um and i like the reveal of it as well that somehow the empire or the remnants knew knew they were there they were aware of the castle there in kalavala and they sent Mm. their bombers in to do their business i didn't expect that mate i didn't expect to see a bombing of the castle no well it all seems like and i know I, i think it's because i've just seen it and because today's been really crazy how many times have you seen this episode did you watch it just just once mate just once just one, same, same yeah. as me. I was just the once, and um, and oh, and <laughs> sorry, <don't, laughs> I can sit on the camera. My door just slowly yeah, opened, and no really, one really I was like, "What? What sort of sorcery is this?" That's uh, well very done. creepy. Well done. The, the well way done. That you're, uh, the way your door just opened in the background. Now I was waiting to see somebody <laughs> yeah. walk through, but uh, nope, no one there. She just went. She just went. I'm trying to be discreet. I can see. Oh, she, her. I can I see. Sorry, Matt. I didn't. <laughs> No need for you well, to say anything. Uh, like, Ali, needed to know. Hang on. I'm what doing do you think recap, of the episode? Not. What, uh, Matt's saying, what do you think of the episode? Mando episode. I, you... I only heard it because I was painting, but it sounded crazy. There like, we go. The, I, I really love Go on, get the... close to the mic. Come on, get involved. You know the girl. So, you know the um, Mando. No, 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 no. The guy who was going to take. What's his. Oh, there you are. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you know the guy who was going to take baby Yoda. Um, the the scientist guy. Okay, so yeah. He's in that amnesty thingy. And then that girl's like, oh, so, oh, what did you miss about um the Empire or whatever? I was like, oh, this is clearly, you know, villain origin story. Like, oh, mm. and he's being so naive. Like, he's been led like an absolute. Oh. You know, what? No, no, you're 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 spot on. <laughs> I thought that was so interesting, such a cool, cool and what's, idea. What what what's we interesting go, guys. about this is Arley's been like Arley has been Arley. Um, <laughs> painting like mouldings, like we've got some mouldings. So you didn't watch a lot of it, like no, you just said, no. but you're listening to a lot of the plot. So clearly, you're able to keep track of like a lot of the episode, even though you just kind of like listened to part, mm-hmm. like most of it. Yeah, you know? it sounded really, really juicy. So yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I'll watch right. it later. All right, go but, yeah, on. I'm just trying to get some double A batteries, mate. I don't know I where they are. Like, I Have a good one. Bye, mate. Right. See you later. Anyway. There we go. Sorry, mate. Chaos. Chaos. There we go. Correspondence from our frontline reporter there. But no, it's very interesting, actually, that early picked up on what was happening in the story without watching it. Mm. What does that say about mm-hmm. 
the dialogue? What does it say about, you know, the how much focus you have to have on these shows? And I say that because this show has been compared to Andor by us. You know mm. the world is comparing it to Andor because of, for me, it was mainly just like the, the kind of the urban Coruscant scenes that it just felt like Andor. Nothing else more to it than that. Um, but of course, with something like Andor, I don't think you could just understand what was going on by just having paying it a bit of ear service. So that's no. really interesting, especially with the what was happening with Dr. Pershing and his, you know, the red flag. Is he the good guy? Is Kane the good guy? Uh, what I found funny as well was... This, you're talking about George Lucas, mate. You're talking about Lucasisms. They said, you know, let me introduce myself. I'm sorry I didn't do it a hundred times on the Starship. My name is, you know, Elias Kane. Nice to meet you, Katie O'Brien says. And I'm thinking, I wonder what Pershing's first name is. It's Pen. Pen Pershing. <laughs> Pen Pushing. I was like, are you kidding yeah. me? This scientist is called Dr. Pen Pushing. I was like, this is proper Lucas... <laughs> stupid humor and you know what i'm so here for it when i first heard it, i was like you're kidding me but i was like no this this is a win i'm 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 here for it <laughs> i'm 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 here for the win as well mate it's, <laughs> it is a win it's a funny win but i'm like oh mate so george lucas um uh, yeah well let's um let's talk about let's talk about the the, the leads quickly then so because the, the the two characters leading this episode really is Doctor Pershing yep. and um, Elias Kane. Elias Kane. Kane is what I call it. I think it's Elias. 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 Yeah. Um, what what did you think as those two people? Yeah, those two characters, but also as actors. What did you think of those guys? Like effectively leading this episode. I thought it was bold, a bold mm. move, considering that uh, Kane has only kind of been very much a tertiary character reporting to Gideon. I think because I had Katie O'Brien in the role, she's an up and coming actress, that there was always going to be more for her. She was um, one of the better parts of the recently bad Ant-Man film. Um, and mm-hmm. Pershing, Pershing had to come back. I think we knew he was coming back. And even the synopsis on Disney plus said, you know, like ex Imperials essentially seek amnesty on Coruscant. I was like, who, who are these Pershing? I could have understood. I had no idea though. We would see Kane. I, I remember there was a, a leaked trailer footage of those two standing at the Imperial scrapyards on Coruscant, which was yep. in this episode. But I, you know, I totally forgot about that. I think it's very bold for me. It worked. Because it's two characters that we have no idea really about. We we and we know how closely linked they are to Gideon. One is trying to make a better life for himself. The other, we're led to believe, is turns out. Don't think that's the case. Um, I think they're both. I think they're both decent uh, actors. They both got the job done. Was it? Would I sit here now and say, you know, let's get, let's get the Emmys ready? No, but it was solid. Right. I enjoyed them. I think they worked well enough together, considering they're so different in terms of their characters and personalities. So no, I, I didn't really have any issue with it. I just knew that there was something going on. Certainly with the Kane character, I knew that she was not what yeah. she seemed possibly as yeah. well with Pershing going through it. I will say that, but I was more intrigued by how, how is she playing this? Is she playing this as the role of a double agent? Is she playing it as someone who's been indoctrinated by the new Republic and has kind of lost her own free will because mm. they don't mm-hmm. get names. They still have numbers very empirical, very clone-esque. You know, they're not people, they're numbers in this amnesty program. But, you know, I, you know, I well, thought, they, they, were, I they, I thought they, they were very serviceable, mate. 
And wherever they go, they have those badges. Yeah, so everyone knows who they are and what yeah. they are. You know, and I don't think that's I think there is actually some historical commentary going on there. I think this this episode pulls from a lot of history and maybe even current affairs. Um yep. to, to 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 be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about it all as well, mate? Well, I thought they ac- I thought the acting I thought Dr. Pershing, I, I the, the the actor's name escapes me. Um It's uh, Omid Abdahi. Yeah, thank you. Well, he he was good. He was good. You know, not phenomenal, but I would say somewhere between good and great. You know, he has some really great moments, but generally good. Katie O'Brien, is it? Yeah. Nah, mate. I don't think. I don't, I think there were times. <laughs> he ain't having it. You're, you're cracking up. There were times I was like, nah, you know, this is, this is. I, I I don't think she was particularly great uh, with the acting in this episode. Not to the point where it ruins the plot and ruins ruins the kind of the story they're trying to tell yeah. here. But um, I just thought it was noticeable that it that it, at times it wa- it just wasn't maybe to to the standard where it needs to be. And yet maybe some of that is being spoiled with the acting of Andor and those those comparisons that they, they, they're kind of. They are, they are chalk and cheese. I know we always say it. I know we 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 end up saying it pretty much every We're naughty, recap, but still, but you can't. You shouldn't really compare them as much. But it, it's hard not to, especially when you've got the same environment going on. You have Coruscant, yeah. You you get yeah. on Coruscant, just different types of Coruscant. But I'm okay with that as well, Matty boy. Yeah, I'm happy with that because if you go to parts of London, yeah, where where are we going for the Excel? For for Star Wars celebration, yeah, parts yep. of East London, that that that's the old Docklands, the old Docklands. So a lot of it, it is going through a region, a multi-decade regeneration. Yes. So it has a different feel to Westminster, has a different feel to the city of London. You know, the Square Mile has a different feel to Chelsea. So where like Andor films a lot, where Andor takes place a lot on Coruscant, can feel very different to. Yes. Yeah, and it's a city planet, and they even the reference thing. it in the episode, don't they? They call it, it like Menopolis, I think they called it, which is what it would be. Yes, yes, and uh, I, I love that. I really, you really love to love build that. them, don't you? I just thought I was like, I remember. So going back to kind of the intro, um, you've got the Imperial attack going on, and and there, there's some there's some beautiful little moments. Grogu activating his shell for protection, yeah. Like the just the use of gravity, like R five, like kind of like leans back when um, Bo-Katan accelerates at one point. The fight looks fantastic. Yeah, I love great. the line. Uh, don't worry, I grew up on these cliffs, like flying these cliffs, yeah. and then she scrapes the cliff and she's like, "Well, of course, it's been a while." I was like, it's "Been a while." Very good. <laughs> I was like, "Very, very good, very good." Um, and then you know, it goes to the title, you know, the convert, and I'm like, <gasps> I, I, I audibly shouted out to the missus. I was like, "The convert." I was like, "Mate, like," she's like, "What?" I was like, Bo, Bo-Katan, mate. Bo-Katan must that, be... That's what you think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah we said yeah. it last week, and you said it, and I said it, that... But, you know, Bo, Bo's believing. She's 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 seeing what's going on here, and, yeah. you know, hearing stories is one thing, but seeing them is a totally different thing. And why wouldn't you think she's the convert? When they're on that ship, and Din says, this is the way, and Bo says, this mm. is the way, Grogu says something as well, and they kind of look at him like, what? And it's like he's saying... <laughs> This is the way as well, which I thought was very sweet. He may have even been saying, what? But um, in in that dogfight, mate, 
very Grand Admiral Thrawn tactics on there, where you've got the first the first wave of fighters coming, and then Din's like, "OMG, there's a whole squadron coming," and then suddenly the next wave hits. That is Thrawn one hundred and one. Well, is it me or because I need I haven't watched this for the second time? But where did the attack come from again? Like where? What? Like where? What caused they were it? In space because. Uh, they're in space right. when it happened because when Grogu says this is the way slash what I actually thought when they were looking at him because just just before the the fighters hit Grogu says something he babbles and they kind of look at him and then they get attacked my mm. notes actually say Grogu sensed the ties were incoming so I assumed that he, he'd sense them and he was trying to warn them like guys something's coming but then it made more sense actually that he was saying this is the way maybe um so it was in space and then mando was like how far is it to kalavala and they go to the planet what <laughs> what <laughs> what um yes. yeah okay all right fair enough mate look i it's just it, it was mental that we got the title card and then right switching on we're on coruscant because din's like look i know a place we can go to that where where the imperials yes. won't go and i was like I was like, oh yeah, Coruscant makes sense because a bit, bit like, like there's a lot of people there, but maybe it is like a really good place to go because it's New it's Republic. Under New Republic rule, yeah. Yes. Yes. So the convert and Coruscant, I was freaking out. Matt, yeah. got it. I was, I knew it was coming at some point this season, but again, the yeah. third episode, I'm, I, you know, I'm just surprised. I'm surprised we go, we, we are powering through the scenes that we've seen from trailers or or marketing material and um the opera house Mate, dude i never thought we'd house. ever see it again it's the opera house it is the opera house it's from revenge of the sith house. isn't it yep. unbelievable yep. i never thought we'd ever see that again ever. i yeah. generally did when i saw it i was like no come on because there are a few places from from the prequels essentially or coruscant where you know, I do kind of wonder, you know, was that a one and done? Do we ever need mm. to go back to the opera house? And you, you, to be fair, no, we probably don't ever need to go back to the opera house, but the way that they actually incorporated it into this, kind of like Ted talk. Yeah. Was so well done. And you know, it's it plays on our nostalgia. It's a lecture. Yeah. You know, it plays on our nostalgia mate as well. And oh, the yeah. majesty of the music when, when they are, when they've got those low angled shots looking up at Coruscant, oh. this is like epic music. They know what they're, they know we as a collective fandom have been waiting to see that side of Coruscant. Here's Andor again. We saw it in Andor, but we saw it during the day. <laughs> we saw it during the day. We saw the kind of urban industrial side of it. Mm. Fans have been clamoring now for the, you know, the quote unquote classic Coruscant at night with the, all the lights the, and the, we got the it. jazz. The jazz flute side of chorus. Sure, it's what they're looking for, you know. Be you, be you. Oh, well, I, I thought there. this episode was like a marriage between the prequel trilogy, the original trilogy, the Mandoverse, and the sequel trilogy. Yep. I think it had nods to all of them. Like later on, in talk of music. I'll say it now. We heard the resistant march of the resistance. It was that. If- was it? It was one hundred percent March of the Resistance. I when I, could, I couldn't peg it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It was it was a rendition of March of the Resistance. So that's like the the theme of of the New Republic. New Republic. Yes, which mate. makes 
a lot of sense. And it's like, mate, these people, these like daft YouTubers are like, you know, John Favreau, he's he's overthrowing Kathy Kennedy. They're rewriting the sequel trilogy and blah, blah. It's like, <laughs> mate, like the more, the more this story continues, the more it is just bridging the eras, you know, bridging the trilogies. Um, mate noticeable i loved it yeah so totally noticeable um, i mean so, i mean i guess that means gina carano won't be the president of lucasfilm after all ah come on guys but um oh. yeah no it looked great mate <laughs> seeing coruscant again was 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 great it made sense in the context of the story as well it didn't just seem like let's throw everyone a bone and have coruscant um and mm. the disney plus uh, synopsis made it very clear as coruscant early on before i even watched it because in our yeah theory and hype show we were like well maybe it's hosni and prime maybe that's the link to the sequels but no they went straight in with big daddy coruscant Makes and i like sense. that we got to see more parts of it as well we got we got to go back to monument plaza which is where they're having their little fluorescent ice lollies and we get to see uh mount uh Utame, i think they call it i can't remember now um but that was mm. that was first seen in the return of the jedi yeah mount uh sorry the peak of umate we mate um that was first seen in return of the jedi special editions it's been meant it was in the clone wars they mentioned it in the aftermath book shout out and i think one of the high republic books so it's nice that they're continuing that line uh, of there's this one bit of coruscant mm. that remains like original bit and it's this bit of the mountain and it's become like a tourist trap what did you think about the plaza obviously you've got people milling around they're having ice lollies and they've got droids and, and she's pranking him and that but what did you think about the kind of the look of this place it's like the most crazy bits of Star Wars and <laughs> people have just downed like a few Red Bulls, gone to the pub, <laughs> then like downed like a many Guinness and yeah. they're watching a World Cup game and, and they're just, they're enthusiastic. They've maybe had, uh, maybe had a Cornish pasty earlier on in the day. A couple of shots going, as well. They're going mental and they've gone mm. right. Mm. They've, they've, you, you come out the pub and you're like, can you just write down what you think, um, Coruscant would be like? You <laughs> yeah. know, let me just finish my coffee of, chaser first in, in kind of like a Renaissance period. Mm. And that's what I got from it is that it is, it was a, it was crazy. There are a lot of aliens, but it yeah. was, it felt, it felt like there was still a celebration in the air, you know, optimism in the air. And well, I they think say that, that came don't they? Through. They say mm. it feels different now to how it was before, uh, when because mm. Kane went to the Imperial Academy there, and they, she even says, you know, well, when when I signed up, it felt different because I generally thought we were doing something good with the yeah. with the Empire. I thought we were onto something. So they even say oh, it feels different, and it looks different. They went to great pains to show how different. It looked from the last time we really saw it was the end of Return of the Jedi Special Edition, and there yeah. was a party going on there. But we don't we don't see it. We're not in there in the nitty gritty and in nah. Clone Wars and that we kind of see the thirteen thirteen underworld. So it's really cool actually to see that part in such mm. detail. And hey, look, they got ice lollies. I'm I'm down for that. I like the fact that they had little glow sticks in the middle of it. Things like that don't take me out of it. I think it's quite nice. It was like two, I say two mates, but two uh two peers just walking mm. around the streets together taking in the sights uh, exploring well, it exactly yeah. exploring and for us as gears geeks we were like oh look there's there's the plaza or there's a new bit of coruscant we haven't seen or there's something mm. new they mentioned the, Gal- the the galactic museum which i think came from the comics i think as well which is a pretty cool tie-in so it's little things like that where they just chucked in quite nicely and all that stuff worked for me i i get people might think it's a bit goofy but 
I, I liked it. Yeah, I didn't mind it at all. I didn't mm. mind it at all. And it go it goes with the 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 the, the overall feeling of an episode like this, you know. Um I did think at times at times the CG or like the green screen behind when they're walking through a lot of Coruscant, I was like, ah Yeah. Mm, yeah looks one particular got me, yeah. Yeah, and it didn't even look Volumey, it looked like green screen. It looked like that, like a huge green screen. You know, volume is maybe a bit more. And I know they do mix them. You know, a lot of people yes. that confuse scenes as bad volume in the book of Boba Fett, they're not actually volume. They're green screen. And I think that that's probably w- w- what's happening here. Um, but it, you know, maybe from a certain point of view, cool. it is you know, a nod to the prequels. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they're all green screen. And at times like I think, think just, uh, yeah, o- optimistic. But at times I thought maybe just contrast could have been turned up slightly. That's it. And maybe just darken, mm. darken the background slightly. And that probably would have fixed it. Not to be like an <laughs> armchair VFX dude. But, CGI. You know I mean? There's yeah. one scene, mate, where they're walking through the Monument Plaza. They've got their ice toys yeah. and they're walking at a very defined angle. Mm-hmm. What basically they're, they're here and, and the volume screen or the green screen is right next to them. And the way they're walking, they're walking parallel to it. So obviously, uh, and yeah. it's, it, that struck me. But I don't care because how else are you going to, and I know, and that's not to say that you were, you were poo pooing it, but how, for me, I was like, you're not going to create Coruscant like that. It's not like, it, it's not like Andor where you just take it to the barber couldn't be done with it. Here you have <laughs> yeah. got everything going on. You have to do it that way. And yeah, I, I didn't mind it, but yeah, it was a bit noticeable. Like there was, there was an air vent on the, on Kane's wall, which I thought was looked proper prequel CGI at one point. That's a, I'm going to, I'm going to screenshot and send it to you, but I was like, yeah, that, that looks, that looks like a cartoon, but that was fine. Um, but no, the whole thing, mate, it felt, um, disorientating to me. And by that, mm. I mean, I mentioned like the THXness of it all. It felt very Terry Gilliam as well. For me, I got a real big Gilliam vibes and also sci-fi. You got the blade runner, almost like a void camp mm. test. Where the, mm-hmm. where the parole droid is speaking to um, Pershing and asking him questions, which he has to say yes or no to. But the whole thing is a very disorientating vibe, which I loved. From th- from the minute one, we don't know whether to trust Pershing. We don't know whether to trust Kane. They go to this big uh, like carnival almost in the middle of Monument Plaza. There's aliens everywhere. There's colours. They've got f- lollies. She's pranking him. They're having a laugh. My brain's kind of saying... Yeah, no, no, no. Last, last season, these are the bad guys. What's you know, something's got to happen soon. Something's got to change. And then, the further we go in, they try to make it out that actually she's the, she's the one who's really like in with the end, New Republic, and he's the and Pershing's the goon for following her lead and getting caught. And of course, it flips at the end. But there was this really kind of disorientating vibe where, for me, it wasn't. They were trying to throw you off the scent so much, and even like throw so much at you with the visuals. So when it came to the reveal, you just didn't know what was happening. And that's how I felt. It may not be for everyone else, but I was just trying to work out through the whole thing. Who's good here? Mm. Who's bad? At what point are we finally going to get the reveal that they're both working for Gideon Steel or whatever? And everything really played into that. Like that, the, the, the train as well, like the way they were on that train. Yeah. Even that, I was like... I was so busy waiting for something to happen that would out them, and it didn't. It kept me on, it kind of kept me off guard or on guard more so on, on my edge of my seat trying to work out what was going on. And I don't know if that was 
deliberate. I'd like to imagine it was, but that's what I got from it. And the kind of these wild, mad visuals just helped with that a little bit as well. And then also, do you juxtapose that with those dead moments of silence when you get that, like Voight Camp test, where Pershing is talking to the droid, and they, they they kind of use loud mental visuals and then silence, yeah, quite well, I think. Well, I'm, I know we're going to get to this, but you can, in in retrospect, and I've, again, I've only seen the episode once, but you can see how this was a setup, you know. Um, yeah, oh, like yeah. you could maybe you could maybe poke holes at the fact that they're on the train and then um, they're walking to the back, and when it gets to the back, they can at the right time they can jump off and into you know um, blankets, a, a, a huge bed, yeah, <laughs> soft <laughs> soft goods. Good thing that and, was there. Yeah, exactly. But then it's like, oh well, that was probably planned. Of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. That's the way you could maybe justify it. So, yeah, well, she'd yeah, already been there. Yeah. It's a setup, yeah. You know, you know, and even with that, narratively, you're like, "Oh, right, okay." That 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 actually makes a bit more sense. That adds that adds to everything. Um, And I think really, it's it's trying to figure out the intentions between the two characters. You know, Doctor Pershing at the from the get go, we understand his intentions. You know, his mum died. His mum died. You know, bless him. And it would have been preventable if his mum had a new organ, which would in an ideal world, if we clone them, if we're able to clone this stuff, you know, why, what's the yeah. big deal? Why aren't we? The, why aren't we now? The new Republic are thinking, right, there's a few reasons why this whole cloning thing maybe isn't a good idea. Probably the Clone Wars is number one on their mind. They're, yeah. they're not thinking, as the audience, we're thinking Palpatine. Yeah, let's be honest, Snoke, Palpatine, <laughs> that's what we're thinking. And we hear those themes in this episode. Did you notice that as well? Did you no, notice I that? I did not hear that. No. Yeah. In in this episode, there is a moment of dialogue. Have I got a written here somewhere? Um, there is a moment where they're talking about like cloning and blah, and you 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 can hear the um, the opera theme. Yeah, which oh. is the same theme used for Snoke. Yes, and oh, Palpatine, and, which is effectively the same character. So, yes. you you know, it's like, well, there we go. Now, as the audience, we know that. But in universe, they're thinking, no, we don't want a new clone army. We don't want people to access, like, new new military and we don't you know it's when we're a new government and we and you can tell they're a new government they're struggling with a few things yeah and um i like that. i I, I, lo- I love that depth i love that that just consideration for the story that consideration for the world building the narrative and mate <laughs> there, there is there is he's loving it there's, there's a lot going on but where do you like honestly this is the third episode of season three of The Mandalorian. <laughs> why on earth, Matty boy, why on earth did we get this? That's the question, mate. This it's is not the random. That, it's, no, it's, it's not. not random. This, this is, this is t- entirely it. The whole midsection, it's not even the midsection, the whole episode, Dr. Pershing, of all people, needs, he he, he wants to continue his his cloning operation mm. for good, as he says anyway. He wants to believe that the New Republican use it for good. Katie O'Brien's character, Kane. She's like, yeah, I can help you with that because the New Republic are great. He needs to get a mobile lab. He mm. now he now has that. It's now falling into the hands of Kane. No guess as to where that's going to end up, I think. Um, the, the whole thing is, is kind of wrestling with the, the ethics of cloning. And they even say, the droid says Coruscant 
accord section 13 subparagraph 7 forbids cloning and genetic altering like you say mm-hmm. palps and slopes say otherwise that's very interesting foreshadowing this is now obviously leading into for me gideon they mentioned gideon a few times they were like oh apparently he escaped en route to the trial somebody else said oh no he had a mind flayer used on him have his mm-hmm. mind wiped gideon's name's been brought up now we've seen elias kane has got the mobile cloning lab basically in that suitcase that's going back to moff gideon or or someone close to him or whoever is fronting up the operation so that's where it's going for me but did i expect it in episode three no because we asked a question last week didn't we mate after the mythosaur like i wonder if they're going to deal with that this week or i hope they give it the respect and don't just have it be over quickly or they gave it the respect to right because they're going to be coming back and we've got the how the episode ended as well plays into the mythosaur for me but I had no idea that we'd be following, well, certainly these characters, but any characters for 40 40 minutes maybe of an episode, leaning in, talking about cloning, talking about amnesty, talking about how the New Republic deals with ex-Imperials or how they're trying to make people rebuild their lives. And and we find out again that they're struggling. We see what Coruscant's like. We're seeing so much here. They're opening the doors massively. But I didn't expect it in episode three, mate. But I will say, I I mm. don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem no. with it because I'd rather it be episode three than episode seven. You know what I mean? Yes. We're like, oh, oh, we, that, why, why are we using this episode when we need to be getting to the, the meat and potatoes of it? Get it done now. And then later on in this season, I assume that this mobile lab in the suitcase is going to come in very handy again because uh, we're going to see the mythosaur. We pretty much, I'm sure of that, or we're going to hear more about that. They're, they're putting the pieces into place early. So I'm guessing the final half of the season is the payoff. And I like it. But I'm guessing I'm guessing you didn't wake up this morning and, th- and thought, I reckon we're going to see Pershing and Kane today. Uh, no, <laughs> I did not. I, and that's the thing. I didn't know what to expect. And I think that, that can't, with, with Mando, there is something so magical about this show anyway, but like now next week, I'm thinking now what, <laughs> you know, now <laughs> good point. Now what, now what do we do? You know, we've got like five episodes left and I'm not a hundred percent sure we where have, yeah. we are and what we have left. And it's, it's, it's intriguing. It's fascinating. And it's, it's a special, special feeling, Matty boy. It's a very special. Oh, no, I with you on that. Yeah, mate. And I, I loved just, um, I, I'm, if you don't mind, I'm going to just go to like the general world building, you know, the atmosphere of this episode. Um, we hinted at it early, earlier. I loved that they're using this word like amnesty, you know, amnesty yep. officer, amnesty housing. Um, in, in the UK, you know, we can relate to that. You know, we have council housing, don't we? Yep. You know, I know they I know they're very different, but actually in, British politics right now. We, 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 we don't talk about this stuff on, on, on the show, but there is a lot of things that could be all, you know, mirrored relatable about this. Um, I love the, you know, and, and this, this is common for anyone who's going through a big life change or a big life move is that the, the guys who are there, the amnesty, um, people, you know, the ex imperials, they, they almost like, they miss parts about the empire and Pershing at first, you know, a bit more new to this system. It's like, well, no, 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 I don't miss the empire, you know, the empire. And they're like, no, no, we're not talking about that. We're talking about like, what stuff did you miss? And it's like, well, yeah. 
even that, even like an innocent thing like that can be corrupted. Yep. Can't it? Yeah. Yep. It's, it's all to do with bad influence. It's all to do with bad, you know, association, isn't it? And it's, yes. it, it, it actually reminded me a little bit of like, um, you know, like when, when, when the Israelites, when the Israelites left or when the Jews left Egypt, you know, it didn't take them long and they were saved, right? Doesn't, doesn't take them long to start going, Oh, we miss Egypt. Mate, you were an enslaved people there. <laughs> you know, oh, we miss the food. We miss like cucumbers and stuff. Mate, what mm-hmm. are you talking about? What are you talking yep. about? No, like, yeah. You're spot on, mate. And, and, and it's like nostalgia for the old times. Nostalgia yeah. for what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it takes for maybe a few people, a few characters, an idea to, to, to exploit that. And I think that's what's happening here. Pershing, Penn Pershing, isn't, I still can't get over that. Isn't, <laughs> it, it's not that he's, what he's trying to do is inherently wrong, is it? It's that no. he, he, he's, he's been, he, he's let himself go along with these guys. What he should have done is like, nah, do you know what? I bet, I believe in this, but I know our time will come. Yeah. Trust the process in Star Wars. Trust the force. Don't yep. try and, you know, fix it yourself. And blah, blah. No, yep. no, no. Just trust the pro. It will come. It will come. And he didn't. And it totally understandably, we're all like that a, a lot of the time. But just one of, the, one of the things I noticed, how, how, how brilliant, how brilliant is that? What good writing, mate? It, it, it really is. It's uh, Noah Claw wrote this episode alongside Fabs and he's, Again, showing what a decent writer he is with this show. Now, I love what they did with Pershing, who at first was just a, 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 just a kind of name. He obviously had a name, but I mean, like a, a hollow kind of character before where this was his job. He's the bad guy. He does cloning. He wants Baby Yoda. He bad. But, mm. you know, as the season's gone on, like even at the end of last season, when he gave up Moff Gideon's details, we see that maybe he's just... He was in the wrong place at the wrong time or his like you said he he wanted to do right and he says in this episode however his methods and his ideas were twisted into something cruel something inhumane it was out of his hands um what i noticed as well just on that before i got jump onto the next part was that when he mentions his mother just before he mentions his, the passing of his mother he's on he's on stage he kind of p- touches his ear doesn't he it's almost like he's yeah. being fed information and he does that again later in the episode and then when he's when he's on the train and he's looking out at Coruscant and he's smiling and Katie O'Brien's watching him thinking, oh, this guy's loving it. It you get it kind of like focuses in on what he's got on his ear, his in ear plugs. Now I didn't know if they were if they'd been referenced before or if it was actually something that Omid after he uses in re, in in reality for his hearing. I don't know, but the fact that he they very clearly showed him touching his ear like he's being fed information. Someone in the crowd watching him. I thought that's really odd. I wondered what that's all about. Did is there anything that you noticed, or we should be looking at? I I think well, you notice that they're they're damaged as well. Yeah, yeah, like that might is, be it. Then, yeah, I, I well, it could be that it's it's a reminder of something that's happened to him. You yeah, know, subconsciously, shout. it's a reminder of maybe he's been abused by you know his superiors in the in mm-hmm. the imperial ranks, and this is all just reminding. Maybe it's a stress thing, but again. I don't think it's an accident. It's not an accident. No, no. Nope. There's a lot. Nope. When you think about it, you like, I keep thinking to myself, I can't believe we've got a, you know, a best part of an hour episode and a big chunk of it 
was spent with these guys like that that and that that there is reason for that i'd imagine there's going to be a few people i actually think uh, i think a lot of people are going to be happy with this episode but a few people are expecting you know the mando story to continue and it did to a certain degree but to say for the creators of this show to say do you know what We, we we need to do this now yeah i think it's i think it's admirable i think it's admirable that they're going do you know what yeah, mate. Well, we're we're going to explain this. We're going to explain yeah. some context. What what's the New Republic doing? Look, New Republic are doing this, this, yeah, but they're not perfect. It. A great a great example of the New Republic isn't perfect is at the end. You know, um, Kane. Yeah, gets out scot free. Just walks away. Corruption. It's corrupt. Oh. Well, look at the big and a bit the beginning, mate. All, that, all those snobs in the opera house there. Yeah. They're saying, "Oh, Pershing, you're an inspiration. Oh, look at how good you are." And then um, one of the guys was he's he's openly says, "Oh, I can't tell the difference between the Empire, the New Republic, the Rebels. It's all one and the same to me because it doesn't affect the rich." They're showing that again. That they've shown that in other shows that the and and, and in things like the Last Jedi as well. That you know, yeah. if, if you're if you're eating at the right table doesn't matter who's in charge you're not going to be affected by it, it doesn't doesn't matter to you and the yeah. fact that they you know we're we're in this era now where the new republic are trying to take charge and the empire are gone and these people are like what's changed i didn't realize anything had happened and that's again a very te- a very quick line very telling and it's to your point that they're just fleshing out the new republic we know they're struggling they keep telling us the snobs on coruscant they don't know anything's different so how 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 well has the new republic settled in how well have they managed to get their points and their manifestos across clearly not very well at all um judging by coruscant and how they are viewed mm. on the outer rim as well i think that's a very very cool setup for the sequels as well but no i i, I think this episode I don't know, people will say filler i bet i mean it's an hour-long filler F- go figure that but it's not it isn't because not they're that. setting up what's happening with that cloning it's all about the cloning that is going back to whether it's Gideon or Grand Admiral Thorn or whoever, whatever's in that box that Kane has is going back to someone. And it's and we know that because at the very end when Pershing is strapped to that table and you've got the Mon Calamari guys hooked him up to this um the six oh two mitigator, non invasive rehab device, which is a mind flayer. Um and and, and also Pershing says, Oh, it, it was a trap and the Mon Cal is like, hmm? trap um but yeah yeah he's got this thing on his head it, they're trying to like gently coax any kind of uh, malice or any kind of antagonism out of him but kane thinks nah i'm not having that let me just watch i want to watch my friend i'll make sure he's okay yeah the other guy just leaves her with the controls i just think that was a bit stupid but that's me looking at it from a critic side of view where i was like you're not going to leave somebody in charge it there with the controls but yeah she turns that right up yeah i'm not talking about turning the machine up a little way mate she turned that mind flay all the way up now i don't know if that's wiping uh pershing's mind or just gonna send him crazy but that was the moment if we didn't know that she was a turncoat well it was then the machine i thought looked cool nice and colorful what's it doing to him though is it is it gonna wipe his mind or is it just gonna like send him crazy because he's the one of all the knowledge of how to use this machine they're going to give it over to the bad guys, but he he knows how to use it. So what's going on? Well, there must be other clone cloning scientists and cloning mm. experts, you know, throughout the galaxy. You'd imagine, and maybe they just didn't. They just don't have access to the equipment. 
you know? Yep. And so th- th- this is just a simple way of like going, look, this person's in planet A, but they can't get away from planet A because of New Republic protocol. However, what we can do is we can get the equipment. Ah, oh, but what does the equipment look like? Who? Well, we know this guy that I work with, like maybe he, he knows what the equipment all look like. Yep. So maybe he can, you know, so that's, that's what I think. And I think, yeah, he's going to be a, like, a ba- basically like Bore Gullet. Bore Gullet is going to be Bore Gullet. He's going to be ball gulleted. And um, <laughs> listen, I know a few people at Star Wars Celebration who are going to be ball gulleted. You know, Just the whole the weekend. Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> They're looking at one right now. <laughs> Thursday. Nah, mate. Nah, I'm good, good boy. Good, good boy. I'm good boy. Pacing myself nicely. No, Pacing boys. myself nicely. It's going to be a tiring weekend, you know. Um, can't wait. Absolutely can't. I can't wait. But this, 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 there's so much plot. There is so much plot in this episode. The fact that they go to an old Star Destroyer and they're moving around the Star oh, Destroyer yes. and there are these like weird little creatures there yeah. with the green eyes and they're like, oh, you know, if we go down here and you can almost see the nostalgia again creeping in. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah this feels 100%. probably a little bit homely, doesn't it? Yeah. 100%, yeah. Mm, very interesting very interesting um and i wonder how pershing's got to come into the series he's got to come into the series in some way he'll come back mando i see yeah yeah absolutely because there's clearly an expansion of the story going on here isn't there clear clearly expansion of the story what i thought this season was going to be it isn't it's not turning out to be like that and it's turning out to be actually a very narratively focused story um maybe that's premature we're only three episodes in um yeah the coruscant stuff anything to add to the coruscant stuff mate um i know we jumped through my little my little notes there um mainly just the the kind of back and forth of characters like when pershing's looking at himself in the mirror and he's telling himself convincing himself that by leaving the reintegration zone and getting this medical stuff he's he's doing it for the new republic i'm doing the right he has to convince himself He's talking yeah. about nostalgia. This guy, he may not be imperial through and through, but he miss. Yeah, he's got a hankering for those old days. Um, they, uh, I liked the, I liked the office space or the laboratory kind of thing he worked in. It didn't yep. look quite as, um, quite as Gilliam as Andal, but it still looked pretty sparse. And his boss clearly doesn't really think much of him. The way he condescends him, and he's like, "Listen, mate, we are so far behind. Just do as you're told. Wipe this imperial data, which." Pershing's like, no, we could use this. And the guy's just get yeah. rid of it. We're so far behind on inventory. Just do as you're told, mate. Um, so I liked, I liked seeing that. I, I love that you brought that up, Matty boy. I love that you brought that Go up on. because they're they're erasing history, aren't they? Yeah, yes. The new, the new Republic are going no, just erase it. And you can kind of tell that, like, with this, through this one episode, you're very much getting, giving, you're, you're getting the sense of where people are, what, what their mindset is, mm-hmm. and the political status of the galaxy. And, um, and it's not good, man. It's not, it's not good it's to say, yeah, do you know what? We're going to delete this. We're going to forget about it. Yeah. What? what are you talking about? Like, the guys like, you know, some of this we could use. You're like, yeah, no, don't, just, just get rid of it. Do your job, mate. Look, we've got to do inventory on a starship. Um, we've got, to, we've got to do this, this, and this yet. You, you know, don't worry about your data, and there, there probably were things on there which could have been quite helpful. Maybe Absolutely. when it comes to um, like starships or just general tech, not like planet killing 
uh, weapons necessarily, but there was probably no. stuff on it that they could have used. And Pershing, who is clearly the middleman here, he's he's not New Republic. He might not be full Empire, but he sees the benefits of what he was doing. It just happened to be whilst wearing the Imperial clothes. Yeah, exactly. Great point. And it's it, it, it goes to show that, like, again, there's a, a little bit more historical commentary going on here. You know, I think of, you know, the Second World War and when the Nazis were defeated, um, you know, taking a lot of technology that was developed by Germans and by yep. prisoners, even people that didn't even necessarily want to be developing this, co- this technology for, uh, the Nazi party. But, you know, the, the, that, that technology was taken and there's technology that we still use today that was developed in the thirties and forties by, by, by German people. And, um, I, I was like, mate, this, this is this is this is insane but also just the history you know the records don't just delete records yeah. don't just like get rid of it keep it keep it yes it probably has some horrible stuff on it yes you know you don't necessarily want people to you know make a monument out of this stuff but you know you learn from it you teach yep. about it you teach people the nuance between right and wrong and like why this wasn't a great idea why this whereas what you're doing now what the new republic are doing now they're, they're wiping the slates clean and they're almost like creating that slate that black canvas blank canvas yep. again for the new republic yep uh, do you know who first, else did that the first order to rise gone the empire did exactly the same thing when they wipe they were wiping out the the republic records they wiped out the records of the jedi as well it's just showing that I don't say I'm not saying the snobs have got a point in terms of you know is one I I can't tell one from the other but there are a lot of things that the New Republic are doing which Mm -hmm. are the traps that the Empire fell into you know they try to eradicate and erase history and they were seen as bad for doing that but the New Republic are doing it now and it's like well yeah well they were the bad guys so we don't want to hear about them Mm. you know you just strip all that back you're doing exactly the same it's just the same operation with a different hat on almost um it just it just happened that the empire was bankrolled by a dark lord of the sith and yeah. you guys aren't <laughs> you've got a boy well, luke skywalker who's nowhere to be found but um Leia. so i think there's, Leia, there's right? a lot of parallels to be found between those two but um yeah not much else on on coruscant um other mm. than they said happy bendu day at one point as i call bendu day is a new thing like, did like, they, they are, yeah when the first time Pershing's in his lab and his boss or supervisor comes along. He says, Oh, happy Bendu day and gives him a load more data cards. So Bendu day is some kind of celebration. Um, uh, Kane says she's going to get Pershing a photon fizzle on Coruscant. So I don't know if that's a galaxy's edge or not. Um, May I'm assuming it's in Ogre's cantina. Yeah. Sounds um, familiar. Photon fizzle. And then the last thing I kind of got, which is any real, thing was she says tongs days am i right to that big beast on the train kind of if inferring now that there are days of the week in star wars i haven't been defined but tongs day it's your tuesday wednesday thursday one of those kind of things so i was like oh that's cool that's nice and it got them out of it and then obviously pershing tried to use the gag later on and just didn't work yeah uh, no i love what we saw on coruscant mate i love that we got the big built up classic coruscant and then we got in the Amnesty House, we got to see them with the three other, um, three other people, uh, ex-Imperials or whoever they were, who were there to be uh, rehabilitated by the New Republic. I like that we got to see both sides of Coruscant. And mate, I know people will will have issues with the middle part. 
not that we're mm. like the bastions of pure purity and we love everything because we'll quite happily say if we don't like something we do that it's quite a bit sometimes mm-hmm. but but and, 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 and unless it be for me to say people shouldn't like this middle part but you know i get people might think it's slow i get people might might not find the two characters as appealing to follow but what we got from it was great and we're going back because we haven't seen carson teva paul sun hyung lee's character yet so we know we're going back there i think it was the middle part was True. was great was it the best star wars i've ever seen no i'm not inferring that either but i liked it and I, and it was bookended we got that boss bit at the beginning and of course the bit at the end but i i liked it mate i like that we took the time i love that it slowed down i love that this season or series is willing to take such a narrative risk yeah. And a diversion and not just be like, oh, here's Din and Bo having a dogfight and here's Din and Bo going to Navarro and here's Din and Bo talking about the Mandalorians and all that. Yeah. Let's shake it up, man. And this is what it is. The thing about taking a risk is it isn't going to please everyone. But when we get to episode eight and we look back, as long as we look back at this and think, yes, my son, they set it up there, blah, 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 all paid off. Then I am here for it. And like you said, mate, it's, it's focus. They're focusing on their storytelling for this season. They're telling it piece by piece. They're not. It might seem like they're going all over the place, but they're leading somewhere. And well, I think I'll, that's very good. I'll add. I'll add to that and say when people are watching the big climactic crossover event, whatever's happening with that in the Mandoverse yep. of all these characters, we'll look back at episodes like this and go, "Brilliant! This was very important." And Spot then on. once that's done, we'll then rewatch the sequel trilogy. We'll rewatch. The rise of Skywalker and go. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, this has like a different. This has a completely different feel to it now. Yeah, you know, this has point. a different yeah. context to it, a different history to it, and I think that's fine. Um, you know, one last bit. I think you might have mentioned this before, but just going back to the mind flare thing, the mind wiping thing. Yes. Um, and Persians like, are oh, you going to wipe my mind? And the 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 um the Mon Calamars are like, absolutely not. This is this is for the New Republic. It's like the Empire, son. It's literally what yeah. he says, yeah. But it's like, mate, <laughs> this it's the same technology. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really, if you're new, you should get rid of something like this, not just like use it the sa- in the same way, you know, and do or the same thing, nicer. just a little lighter. No, no, like, you know, just get, you know, do with it. Don't do that to people. <laughs> um, that was another bit I liked. Right, okay, so Mando's back. We we kind of cut to the to the stars on yes. Mando's back with Bo, and um, as we know, they've been to the mines of Mandalore, um, and they land on the little outpost uh, that we see in the first episode of this season. Yes, they and go to the beach. They go to the beach. Each let's go get away. It's they land thing. there, <laughs> and everyone comes out. Oh, Thick Boy comes out. Yeah, Thick Boy, Paz. what's his name again? Paz Vizsla. Paz Vizsla. Yeah, Paz Vizsla comes out. They're having a little t- back and back and to in and throwing. And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, Posting. no, you're still, you're in a store in a postate, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, 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 I've been there. I've been to the mines. I've been in the water. And, it, you know, these lies are meant to keep us. They're meant to keep us in exile. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. I think they're going to revisit that. I think they're going to revisit that mm-hmm. later on into plot, the yep. season or in the Mandalorian as a show. Uh, I think it's interesting that Bo, and I wrote this before the end of the episode, but Bo keeps her helmet on throughout. She doesn't need to do that. She doesn't need to do that. She can yeah, just. I mean, he says to her, doesn't he? Probably best to keep the helmet on, but at the same time, this yeah. is Bo. This is Bo. Yeah, so she, that- is she, she going to follow that rule? She, she could have gone, nah, I'm good, mate. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. and I wouldn't say it, was, it would be like out of like crazy out of character for her to do that. But no, she is no, no. respectful. She's like, well, I mean, she's kind of like, while I'm in your house, you know, if you take your shoes off, I'll take my shoes off. Yeah, yes. I don't normally do that. I find that crazy, by the way. If you're listening and you wear shoes indoors, I don't get that. Slippers, don't mate. Get that. I don't even, I just have socks. Just have my socks. That's it. I'm good. I don't Slippers. want that. Do you wear slippers everywhere indoors, do you? I have to. I really I have to wear. So I don't know why it's so first. Well, don't know. Also, I got because I had a um, problem with the bottom of my feet once. Where um, like, what's it? I can't remember what it's called now. But um, and it's and in my, my so my, when I'm walking on like hard floor, it really hurts my fit. Plantar fasciitis, I call it on both what? feet. Like, the webbing of my the webbing has come loose from that the bone or muscle, whatever. And I was like, ow! So it really hurt. Um, so now I just wear slippers to keep the bottom of my tootsies nice and soft. All right. All right, there we go. Look, you come for the Mando recap, come for the Mandalorian, stay for Matt's foot stories, yeah? We've had my feet, you've had had Arily, we've had insight as well. I was going to say Arily's feet. Like, no, we've not had Arily's feet, mate. That's (laughs) the, no. (laughs) <laughs> no um ah oh, mate i i i loved it and and this kind of return to the mandos doing their thing yes. very 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 fantasy mythical yes. you know spiritual very i old, bring yeah. the water i bring the water from from the well and she pours it into the into the into the pan and you see this reaction she's like it's true the, the, yeah, he, you, you are Mandalorian again, and so easy, wasn't it? it? After everything he went through, she's like, "Yep, yeah, it's true." Din, you're redeemed. Oh wow, that was it. After like everything he did to get there, with, with that we saw, she was like, "Because I couldn't think of what it's called, so I called it her bidet." I couldn't think of what it's called. So she pours it into the bidet, and, so, and she's like, "Yeah, that's what it is." But yeah, the, the fantasy aspect. You're right. He brings this uh, elixir, and everyone's like, mm. "No, it couldn't possibly be." No, mm. and then she. Uh, the, the armorer tested she's like yeah no it's real yeah and you can see that there's a shift in the in the crowd where people are in the crowd in the weight throng of mandos watching where it's for me it's like a realization that it is real it isn't poisoned maybe there isn't a curse and and then but then we get the but then we get the kind of twist here where mm. she says bo you know you you said you you bathed in the waters as well and she says, yeah. And she says, well, you are redeemed as well. You are a Mandalorian once again. I was like, wow, yeah. okay. She didn't take the creed, but by bathing in the living water, she is now, you know, she's now repented her sins according to the armor. And she's like, look, you're now part of the the, the creed, the, the clan. You can stay. You don't have to stay. But for now, you're, you're one of us. Yeah. I thought the wording there was very, very, sus which is like you know you can leave when you're like the hotel california you can check out check in but you can never leave you can leave whenever you wish but for now you are one of us i was like it, that felt very instant and that that, that that creeped me out a little bit the way she said it you're one of us and you kind of think i'm talking about the red flaggiest of all red flags here mm. this whole episode because i don't believe the armor for a second and i don't i know she says you can leave when you want but can she just be like, I don't fancy this anymore. I'm going now. Or will she become an apostate? Will the other Mandalorians cease to help her in her hour of need, for example, blah, blah. I don't believe it. And I, and I, I love this whole, this whole episode is just distrust everywhere. The only person I feel like I can trust is Din because, mm. you know, he's just daft. He just stumbles from one thing to another. You, Bo won't tell him about the mythosaur. You've got um, the empire. Obviously they're, they're going to betray everyone. The Imperial remnant coming in. Pershing, Kane, 
between themselves, I couldn't tell who was the one to trust. The armorer. There's so much going on. Well, I think Din is just like well intentioned. Yes. You know, whereas everyone around him kind of has mixed intentions and mixed kind of goals, you know, um, and they're trying to look out for ways they can exploit, you know, their own, uh, exploit, you know, whoever, whatever circumstance, and whether that's Imperial, whether that's in Mandalorian, whether it's whatever. Yeah. Din's like, no, I've got my boy, and that's it i'm good so that begs the question now like what what brings bo what brings din what brings grogu back into the 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 limelight right like what what is going to happen what's going to happen this is it it's so the, the the episode answered how we bring gideon or whoever back for me great mm-hmm. but to to that point of yours that's a that's an excellent point is are we going to focus now on Bo and Din just hanging out with the, this, the with the covenant with the covenant? Sorry, is that what's going to be? Are they going to be sent out on a mission? Can they can they come and go as they please? Really? Because one thing yeah. you don't really see is the armorer Paz Fizzler and the lads and the Skittle Gang. You don't see them anywhere but together in the in the covenant. Like when they helped Mando in season one, they were just they were already on the planet. Mm-hmm. We've only ever seen them together in this cave and in season two as well. They're all together. We don't see them taking trips off planet individually. Um, or the book of Boba Fett, it was, it was uh, Paz and the armor and that wicked kind of like halo esque place. But we don't, so can they leave? Can they just go as they please? That's what I'm interested in. So I don't know, mate genuinely don't know. Cause all we know is we haven't seen Carson Teva explain that something's happening in any outer rim. Mm. I don't know, and I know you explained. You looked at the trailer last week, and we saw things that we hadn't seen. But we've seen dog fights. What happens? Is the next episode going to be focused more on the the baddies again, and that's what's going to draw them out? Is there going to be a concerted effort now to nab Grogu? Honestly, could I don't be, know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But there's a few things left. Grogu's Order sixty six uh, vision. Yeah. Yes. You've got um, Carson Tava, uh, like what you said. Yeah. Okay, and then also um, you've got the Mandos jumping out of the, the the ship onto what I think is Navarro, and they're they're, mean, they're having like a gun gunfight. Something in, uh, happens in to grief, maybe, or something maybe. happens to Navarro, which means that Din, like you said, he's a Din. Din is a reputable man. He knows his friend's in danger or worse. He has didn't to go say, and save him. Didn't you say you reckon grief's a goner? I did at the beginning of the season. I mm. think grief's going to go. I think that someone has to. Someone, someone has to. I've seen things recently where, you know, films and series they lower the stakes so much to keep people alive that it actually it's to the it's to the negative for the show. I think we need that. I think we we know that Marshall Dune is is now a special ops soldier. She's out of the equation there. They're not going to kill Mando. They're not going to kill Grogu. <laughs> you think they're not going to do that? I don't think they're going to kill Bo-Katan. So that kind of just leaves grief if they're going to have any kind of stakes. I don't yeah. want to see grief go. It's not a case of, yeah, dark Star Wars art rated. Oh. No, but I just think for the story, I think maybe that's what needs to happen in order to propel it forward. Um, grief has done what he wanted to do. He's, he's set himself up as a businessman. He's rich now. Where, where, where's his story going to go? So I think maybe that's might, that might be what it is. But at the same time, what's going to elicit the the Jedi Temple scene from grogu we, i mean assuming it's from grogu of course it is but in in the last season ahsoka kind of willed it out of him didn't she she they had their heart to heart uh and she got out of him so 
yeah. we know that he's gone his his powers have increased tenfold now Grogu so he might not need coercion but is Din going to ask him and if he does why would we I mean we could I mean the flashback would then be for us wouldn't it so yeah I just want to know how we get to that point how does that link in I'm I, I I'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure I think it's funny that the Imperials are back again yeah the Imperials are back again. We've got new Republic yes, context. Uh, We've got like almost this reunification of the Mandalorians. Yeah. yeah? So you've got yep. like three. You know, I, I think a lot of people might you know, be forgiven for thinking, oh, do you know what? This episode was a bit weird. I get it. But, but like, it was. I think, it, yeah, it is a bit weird. Yeah. On paper, especially, it is a bit weird. But I think just so much happens for the plot. And you can now take this and just run with it. You can go right. We've got this set up, and we can now do, we can now do this. That could be a few different things, but I think again, it's 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 not necessarily an accident that we've got Empire, New Republic, and the Mandalorians, which are which have always been historically separate or independent yeah, from the rest of you know mm-hmm. the galaxy. They do their own thing. They're the Mandalorians not island. cursed anymore, is it? They can go back there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. Phil. I'm, I, I have no idea where this is going. And Bo, <laughs> she, she, she now walks the way and, and yeah, she's there point. and she's, she's receiving like love. She's, she's receiving, mm-hmm. you know, um, she's kind of in a family again now, you know, yeah, and before the, the, the irony being, you know, before, you know, she had, um, the, you know, Cosca Reeves and Axe Woves and stuff. She has, she has other Mando mates, but you know, they didn't stick with her. And that's what Mando said is that, you know, that's the problem. You don't live by the creed. Maybe the, because now that she's actually experiencing the creed and the creed is giving her this family, she's probably thinking, hmm, this feels nice. And then subsequently, hmm, this, this feels right. This is it. And she is the converted. She's the convert. There's mate. so much going on. Honestly, mate, there is so much going on. This has set yeah, up so loads. many threads. And I don't doubt that they're going to answer them. But let's not forget, season four has been written. I will not be upset if we don't get all the answers this season. And I would implore everyone listening, mm. please don't get upset if we don't get all the answers. Because we know we're getting a season four. And we're pretty much confirmed we're getting a season five. Unless they pull a fast one and say, actually, no, we lied for is the end. Yeah, uh, but we know we're getting an- at least another eight episodes after this to to tie things up. If and we're getting Ahsoka, which I th- we know they're going to play in. Skeleton Crew's going to play in. That this episode, I think you said it very well, mate. This episode is a jumping-off point for the Mando verse mm-hmm. again. Yeah, there are things that are going to play that ha- happen in this episode, which are going to play into the other series, going to play into later episodes. And I'm here for it. Was it weird? Yes. Was it a, div- a diversion? I never thought we'd take with these two characters. One thousand percent. Yeah. Am I glad we did? Yes. Was it a bit long? Yeah, I agree with you, mate. They could have cut down. They could have cut the train scene in, entirely. They could, or at least some of it. Um, they could have cut the the kind of horror stalking scene in the Star Destroyer, where they're like, oh, "What's that in the shadows?" Nothing. Um, they could have, unless it was a guard, but they could have cut most of that out. But they didn't need to to make the episode better. But you can watch it and think, yeah, you could you can tighten up a little bit. And there's us saying like, the last week we need it to be longer. But we've always said. You know, within reason, within context, don't make it longer just for the sake of it. So, were there issues? Yeah, mainly just with the the brevity, the length of it, and how how it decided to use its pacing. 
Yeah. Considering that it and is some effects, handle. some effects, yeah, well, and some effects, and maybe some of the acting for me, some of the acting. No, that's, no, no, I, no, I do agree with you, mate. Like I said, I don't think this is a masterclass in any way, uh, shape, or form. For me, it was solid enough that they did what they wanted, and especially in hindsight, that we knew the whole time she was playing him. So her character is playing him. Her character is purposely being deceitful and being like over the top. Oh yeah, let's have an isolate together. <laughs> I'm pranking you, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that isn't always an excuse here and there, but. For me, I've just kind of I'm just going to quantify it as more of that. But yeah, man, I dug it, man, I, and I did. The f- and, and it was bookended. It wasn't Book of Boba Fett Part Two, whatever people say. It was bookended by Mando and Bo. We got our core story. Where it goes next, mate, I've got no idea. I generally yeah. don't like you. I've got I've got yeah. no idea. So I, I am it. so interested to see where it goes. I want to know what you. Well, I don't want to know your rating as well. But if if you if you could just have one prediction, even if it's just one word, where do you what what do you think the the focus of next ep- week's episode is going to be uh, right um shot in the dark the empire the yeah, return, I was gonna say of, as well, the return yeah. of imperial forces in, in i think some, we'll see gideon as well yeah yeah well that's mentioned in this episode yeah. isn't it there's like we'll rumors of oh what's happened to him as he had yeah. the mind flare thing and stuff you know there's 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 a few things there um <laughs> yeah imperials give me gideon you yeah. shot in the yeah, dark same. you same 100 percent. i was going to say okay. the baddies as well because i think they set it up so much here they hit the way it ended with kane taking the briefcase away of all the cloning stuff this episode has shown that they might that they could skip an episode and not show us that till part five of this season mm. but i think mm-hmm. i think now is a time where's gideon what is going on where where are these tie interceptors coming from you know what's yeah. who's who's in charge if gideon if Gideon's in custody, who the hell is sending? Who's sending these fighters? We need mm-hmm. to. I just thought about that. So, so we've got we've, we've got to start getting into that now. So halfway through the season, mate, <laughs> I think the bad guys are coming out. Oh, I think it is. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's all just a bit crazy, and I'm so <laughs> so so here for it. Uh, ratings on to you, mate. You go first. What are you giving this? Um, I don't remember what I gave last week's one. It was it was high, very high. Um, this nine. one nine wasn't nine. It? I think it was like nine. Yeah, it was like an, it was nine. nine and yeah. a half. Uh, so this, yeah. uh, the first one I gave seven and a half. So there was a big jump. This one I think was more satisfying for me than that part one. Okay. It, it, I think part two was, was very, very good. Hence the nine. So this one I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to say 8.3 out of 10. That might be oh. far too high for some people, but for what is given us and the feeling I got, I'm going to give this one 8.3. High magistrate cargo out of 10 very high but i want to know what you're going to give us mate with your own very special rating system well i rate out of ponder babbers out of respect to the og pb um right i'm gonna say um i've i've I've, I've, i'm gonna stick with this score and this is what i thought of at the beginning of the conversation um i do think it's probably it is better i think than the first episode that we got this season okay however the first episode this season was the return of the mandalorian so i'm taking into account all of those feels and feelings and excitement and i'm going to give this seven and a half ponder babbers so i'm cutting a ponder babber in half uh seven and a half ponder babbers at ten ponder babbers yeah and that's I think that's a good score. I think it's a really good score. I think, I think it's, it is, um, 
Yeah, mate. I think that's that's warranted. So a lot of world building, a lot of world building, great context. Maybe at times, and maybe this was a bit of the acting, maybe it was a bit to do with the scenes. Um, I, I hate to say it, but Kane's act, actor, actress, at times I think just pulled me out of it a little bit. Could This could have been just a wincy bit more magical. All in all, though, I loved it. Loved being back in Coruscant. The aliens, the yeah. plot, the, 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 the double cross. Like, it, fantastic. Fantastic. I'm here for it, mate. Who would have thought? Who would have thought a pack of custard creams could eventually oh. lead to Snoke and Palpatine's return, eh? Yellow biscuits. I'm going to go and grab some of them, mate, on my lunch break. Uh, later, <laughs> I'm gonna have that. I grab some custard creams. I'm looking for I, I, that was always my favourite Bicky as a as a kid. But Kane, though, she likes the red biscuits. Should have been yeah. a red flag for a red biscuit loving oh. commander, a comms officer. So, mate, seven point five, eight point three. Great world building. No idea where it's going. As always, cannot wait to jump off this show. I never thought I'd say that, but only to see now what people are saying. I think this is going to be divisive. I think people will some will love it, some will hate it. Um, yep. I'd like to see what our followers our followers our listeners have to say as well mate but mm. that's going to wrap up this episode of mandalorian recap for chapter 19 uh, just check of the diary yeah we'll be back for chapter 20 next week and i really can't wait because i've got no idea where we're going but we'd love to know what you guys thought about this episode we'll tell you where you can tell us lukey boy where can the world find us online they can find us at stylesessions.co.uk. That is our uh, spicy website. And we've got merch. We got Just go to our website, yes. go on the drop down. You can buy some merch, some swag. Get ready for it's Star it. Wars Celebration, uh, which is, of course, in London. Uh, yes. In a few days' time, basically. Can't wait. Buzzing for it. Uh, search for us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Just search Star Wars Sessions and you'll find us uh, i mentioned it earlier the patreon patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions you can sign up for two dollars a month what can you get for two dollars a month not much exactly not much exactly consider it we've got loads of content on their commentaries we do watch alongs together it's it's such good fun such good fun uh yeah over to <laughs> over to you matty boy <laughs> Oh, take the beats. If you want to support the show for free, you can do. You're doing it by just listening to us. Thank you very much. But leave us a five-star rating and review whilst you're listening as well. That really helps us bump us up the algorithm, gets more listeners in, and then by proxy, we get to communicate with more Star Wars fans each and every week. So thank you, guys. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your Ewok. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your aunt, tell your uncle. So I've done it a little bit of a funny order there. <laughs> oh, by mistake. Oh. Uh, tell your nearest pen-pushing employee. The more the merrier. The castle spicier. Yes, tell your fluorescent ice lolly. Sorry about the accent, guys. This is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me, this is The Way. And from Luke, this is The Way. The Way.